now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. everybody welcome back to the dynasty rewind after a forced one week i hate hiatus excuse me uh scheduling conflicts and my internet really irritating me forced us to uh take a week off but regardless we are back and joining us from arizona we got chev and Nooney. what's up chev what's going on mike you doing all right i'm i'm good the internet's fixed so i'm really good i'm happy best part is it's fixed and it didn't cost me anything to get fixed um welcoming also, for the first time uh, on the Dynasty Rewind, we have a very special guest, a uh, good friend of mine, Neil Crabtree. What's up, Neil? I'm living the dream. That's right. You are. And you got a new <laughs> podcast dropping soon. We got uh, the Crab Mentality Podcast. And you can find him on Twitter, at BackRowNeil. He's also on the Back Row Fantasy Show at times. They kind of have that rotating third chair going on, which I love because it adds a different dimension. But, Neil, before we get started on today's show, why don't you tell us a little bit about what your podcast is going to be about? Well, I, my, I might as well focus on like the the, the night of the so way like it's not going to be dated news. I want to do my fantasy reactions and my opinions on what to do going forward with the certain players on the certain matchups. Because a lot of the, a lot of the news you get like it's usually like two days behind. I'm going to try to release the day of that way it's more up to date and fresh. Right. Well, I guess uh, you're not going to like too much of my week old news. But uh, <laughs> is this going to be just you? Or are you going to have guests? Or are you going to have a, a co co host with you? It is me by myself. Okay. I love it. This is going to be great. So hopefully at some point we get to hear angry Neil on this podcast because that is the best Neil of all time. <laughs> it happens a lot. <laughs> I, I love it. I do love it. Um, Chev, I will say it's not it's not quite like when I get angry. It's a little bit different. So, so I'm not going to get punched in the face? No, I would never punch you in the face. You're younger than me. You could run circles around me anyway, so you're good. Um, that being said, I'm sure you noticed America's Sweetheart. He is on a, a small hiatus this week. Uh, he will be back with us next week, though. So, uh, Garrett, we miss you. But we're going to try our best. So let's get right into it. Uh, we're going to do just basically news, and we're going to do some listener questions tonight. So we're going to kind of mix it all in together. Let's start with the one of the bigger ones, uh, Patrick Mahomes dislocated his kneecap and looks like he's going to be out for about three weeks. So Matt Moore, there you go. Neil, how are you feeling about Matt Moore for three weeks? You good with him as a fill-in? I swear he's been in the league for like 20 years and I'm sick of seeing him. <laughs> how How's he still got a job? <laughs> I mean, Chad Henney's on that roster too. So <laughs> he, he's been there. He's been in there 25 years. Yeah, really? I mean, <laughs> these guys just don't go away, but, um, in a pinch, if you're a Mahomes owner, would you pick up Matt Moore or would you try to make a move for somebody else to kind of keep the ship afloat? Most people that I think have Mahomes might have a better team. So, you know, you might have aspirations of a championship. How are you feeling about Matt Moore's short term? Okay, for me, well, as you know, I'm playing against you with Mahomes. This is true. Uh, yeah, he carried me a lot. So he made up for like 20 points a week and then other worse areas for me. And Matt Moore's not going to do that for me. So I would make a move. Okay. All right. So, um, I mean, it's one of those things I think you could probably do worse than Matt Moore. He's going to be a guy that's going to – he probably won't lose you your fantasy matchup, 
but uh, he's definitely not going to take you over the top and win it for you. Uh, but a guy that might do that is tight end Darren Waller. He got signed to an extension through 2023. Um, and on top of that, Gruden says Tyrell Williams has plantar fasciitis. Probably said that wrong. And it is not getting much better. So uh, a lot of news coming from Aaron Arms' Raiders. Um, Chef, what are you thinking about Darren Waller? You liking this extension? I mean, the dude's been balling out, so... Yeah, I definitely love what Darren Waller's been doing this season. I mean, it's been really great to see them use the tight end. Uh, definitely helps him not have an A-B there. He's getting a lot more targets. Even though he hasn't hit the end zone yet, I mean, the target share is just there for them. Uh, I think Tyrell Williams has been hanging out with A-B too much. I think he's in the uh, cryotherapy chamber. So you got to get that <laughs> fixed in Oakland. That's all I'm going to say right there. <laughs> that is true. Hey, let's let's go to our first listener question then. Um, all right, so good Good fan of the show here. Fantasy Squad, his name is Tyler, and he's at Fantasy Squads with a Z. It's kind of a two-part question. He wants to know, will Austin Eckler be the starting running back next season, or will they draft a stud rookie? And, well, let's answer that one first. Um, I'll I'll start off. I don't know. That's hard to say. Um, I think they could probably get by with Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. I don't think Melvin Gordon's there. But um, what do you guys think? Eckler was balling out, so... Well, he's in he's in um he's in game shape. Gordon right. still isn't. True. That's the thing. It might take another two weeks for before Gordon actually gets rolling. But they could definitely get by without him. Oh yeah, as, easily as we showed. So what do you, Chev? What do you think? Do you think they're going to draft somebody? I mean, I think teams should draft a running back somewhere in the draft every season. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's just like quarterback too. I mean, if you have an older quarterback and you're just trying to find. A quarterback late in the rounds, I mean, I think it's always smart to draft a quarterback in the fifth or sixth round just in case it pans out. Um, But for me, I'm definitely thinking they probably draft a running back, Uh, probably not super early, uh, but they'll probably pick up a guy in the third round or fourth round possibly. Um, But, I mean, there's a lot of talent out there in this uh, draft class this season. So, Um, But for me, it's it's just weird. Melvin Gordon comes back and the team gets worse, in my opinion. Um, So we'll see how it goes. I think Eckler and Justin Jackson can – hold down the fort uh for that backfield uh, i'm not going to say it's the best backfield but i think they definitely draft somebody at some point next year yeah, there's definitely worse backfields out there right now for fantasy purposes uh my opinion kansas city is just mm-hmm. terrible to figure out who to start uh, second part of tyler's question is will austin hooper continue his greatness in the next season or is this a result of a bad o-line i wish garrett was here to um you know be all over this question but, Neil, what do you think about Austin Hooper? Is he going to keep it up? Well, God knows he's stealing um, Ridley's um, target share. So. Yeah, and I know, you're, <laughs> I know you're a big Ridley guy, too. So. I don't see why it's going to stop unless um, they get rid of like the whole, co- the, whole the, the coaching staff or something. And they have, the running game's still abysmal, so that's not going to change unless they yeah. drop the running back. And, Chev, you know, just kind of branching off of that, I think even if they did make those changes, Matt Ryan and Austin Hooper still have that connection. Right. So that that's something that I think could keep going on. Oh, yeah. I mean, so. that connection's there right now. I mean, the good thing is there's a lot of receivers there that can get the job done, too. So, I mean, you, you can't just focus on one single person. I mean, you got Julio, you got Ridley, you got Hooper. Uh, running back's been absolutely terrible this season for them. Uh, I mean, catching the ball out of the backfield, Freeman's been all right. But other than that, I mean, it's just been absolutely insanely bad. I mean, but Hooper, I, th- I think just how young he is, too, I think that definitely helps him. And he's going to have that connection with Matt Ryan for definitely a good amount of years. 
Yeah, that being said, Mohamed Sanu has been productive as times. Yeah. But, you know, there's another question here um, that kind of branches off that, and it's from Matthew Bruning. He's at Sports Fanatic MB. Um, his is a two-part question. I'm going to go to the second part of his question first, and then later on we'll get back to the first part. So he wants to know, what would you try and get back for Devonta Freeman if you're trying to sell high on him? I think right now if I had him and somebody said I'll give you a 2021st, I would snatch that in a heartbeat. What yeah, I definitely think? would. Yeah, I, I just really – I don't think the value is there now. Um, I think he just had a pretty decent game recently, so I would sell high on him right now if I had a chance. Or, I mean, even a high second would probably get it done for me at this point. Just get him off my roster. <laughs> um, so – Back to some news. The Rams traded quarterback Marcus Peter to the Ravens for linebacker Kenny Young in an undisclosed 2020 draft pick, which I think actually is going to be a fifth-round pick. Um, and then the Rams acquired quarterback Jalen Ramsey from Jacksonville for 2020 first, 2021 first, and a 2021 fourth. That is a lot of things. But that being said, the Rams trade one cornerback, and they get another. Neil, how are you feeling about the Jalen Ramsey trade? I think that people are kind of focused on that aspect. But the, there's an aspect to Baltimore, too. They're, they're pretty banged up in the secondary. So this really benefits both teams and screws Jacksonville. <laughs> I mean, Jacksonville will have to pay him now. That's one thing. This is true. But at least the Rams get somebody to, um, somebody to cover Julio this week, too. Yep. He's slated to start. Yeah, he's slated to start. And on that note, Todd Gurley is slated to play as well. Yeah. I, also, I, I don't have much faith in Gurley this week, though. No. <sighs> It's one of those guys. He's one of those guys where it's so frustrating because you know he has all the talent in the world, but you know he's hurt. And the second you leave him on your bench, he's going to screw you that way too. Oh yeah, he will definitely. Yeah, it, it's really frustrating. Chev, any thoughts on this cornerback uh, carousel? I just think it's really funny that Jalen Ramsey, who is hurt, couldn't play for Jacksonville, is like, oh, by the way, my back's all right. I'm good to go. Don't worry <laughs> about it, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Yeah, I saw Leonard Fournette. He tweeted something out, too. He's like, well, damn, or something like that. Just something super funny with a picture of um, uh, Ramsey and another player from the Rams that I think got traded from Jacksonville. So it was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, um, they had Bortles, don't they, as a backup or something? They do, yeah. 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 So it would be funny. Um, I mean, I don't want Goff to get hurt, but if, if Bortles was starting for the Rams a game or two, if something happened and you got him out there, you got Ramsey out there, that would just be um, – well, that would be something interesting. Was it? Is it possibly Fowler that's there? Uh, Maybe I'm off. I think it was a defensive lineman, but I'm not sure. I think Fowler's still with Jacksonville. Shows how prepared know. I am. And I, I said it was, with the, it was somebody with the Rams. I don't know. And I said it was going to be an easy podcast. Good job, Mike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, uh, Mason Rudolph has cleared concussion protocol and will start the next game. Uh, good news for the Steelers would be better news if Big Ben was back. But that actually leads us into another question. And let me find it here. It would probably help if I could read my handwriting. Oh, it is from my good friend Porkman, and you could find him on Twitter at Stats and Facts FF. He's been doing some awesome game recaps. And his question is, what are your thoughts about Juju the rest of the season with Mason Rudolph returning? Um, personally, I think Juju is going to be all right. Um, there's clearly not that James Washington connection there like everyone said there was going to be. Dante Moncrief doesn't exist. So I think Juju's going to be just fine. What do you guys think? I just want him to be consistent. 
Consistent would be nice. Yes, it would be. <laughs> I mean, I have um, think maybe two shares of Juju. So he has one good game. I'm moving him. Really? I'm done. Yeah. Even with him being as young as he is. Well, the the two leagues I have him in, I can afford to move him, and I need help in other areas. Okay. So. What What are you going to look to get for a guy like Juju right now? I'm still looking first, like a high first. So. Let's say Juju comes out this week, or well, they're on a bye week, I believe, and he comes out next week and he goes seven for one thirty-five and a touchdown. Somebody comes and says, "Neil, listen, I want Juju. I'm going to give you a twenty twenty-first, and I don't know what, what do you need help in in that league? Let's say a linebacker. Okay, linebacker. I'm going to give you a twenty twenty-first, and uh, let's see. You're not going to probably move a guy like Leighton Vander Esch. Ah, uh, jeez." I will take I will take a top maybe six pick and maybe Miles Jack. Okay, all right. Miles Jack has been a little inconsistent this year too. Yeah, yeah. But um, I could see I could see that being a decent trade. Chef, what are your thoughts on Juju the rest of the year? Yeah, I mean I wouldn't expect wide receiver one numbers every single week. I think he can definitely put those up. But I'm I'm thinking more of the wide receiver two range. Um, I'm probably holding on to Juju. I mean he's only 22 years old. Um, but I mean, if you have a team that you need different spots, you need to you need to find a way to get these running backs or the, a good tight end, possibly, or somebody that could start at quarterback for you. I mean, I'm definitely wouldn't I would be open to trading him, but I would definitely want to probably two firsts for him. I mean, I know that's kind of a good amount of picks, but I, I think that's what you would need for him being only 22 years old. So my philosophy is, if you have a guy that you can't figure out when he's going to go off and you're always sitting him or starting him at the wrong times, get rid of him. He's not going to do you any good anyway. Um, so speaking of people that are going to do no good for anybody else, Ryan Tannehill has been named the starter at quarterback for the Titans. Neil Barker predicted this. He might have even gotten the week right. I think he said around week six was, or seven, right? It was pretty close. Yeah, he was close. So um, Ryan Tannehill is in. And that is going to mean that Adam Humphreys' value is going to go way up. Um, all those little check downs across the middle. I I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's an ugly situation down there in Tennessee. Really, I guess I'm kind of interested to see how it plays out. I don't have a lot of shares of Titans. I have Adam Humphreys in a couple spots just because I got him off the waiver wire last year when he was balling out. And then I picked him late in drafts this year anticipating this exact scenario. Um, but for a fantasy perspective, let's talk about the task at hand here. Ryan Tannehill, you're probably not going to start him in a one-quarterback league. But in a super flex league, I think he could be an okay fill-in. QB2, what do you guys think? I mean, it's the best passing quarterback they've had there since Kerry Collins. What does that tell you? <laughs> it tells me you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad but true, right? Well, they, they had Jake Locker. They had Zach Mettenberger. Why do I know so much about Titans quarterbacks? That's <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, McNair, was, I mean, McNair was fine, but he wasn't exactly like lighting it up. I mean, they had like Warren Moon and they have Kerry Collins. Mm-hmm. Well, you're right. McNair was fine. That's yeah. Pretty much it. Chev, any thoughts on, on Tannehill being a starter? Uh, I mean, yeah, like you said, I think in Superflex, you can probably throw him in. Um, but I, I'm more interested to see how A.J. Brown does now. I mean, he was one of the guys I was super high on uh, going into this draft. Uh, this, the, the draft landing spot definitely hurt my feelings on him. I right. always loved the player, but the landing spot really hurt 
for me. Um, but I, I'm, I'm excited to see what he does this week. I think he has a chance to do big things if they can get the passing game going. Uh, I think he's a good target. I think he's a guy that can get in and out of routes. Uh, Corey Davis definitely has a chance to uh, up his stock as he goes into, I believe he's going to be a free agent next year. So, I mean, he, he has a big chance right here to get things going. Yeah, uh, you know who doesn't have a chance to get things going? Brock Osweiler. Brocktober has come to an end. He announced his retirement after seven seasons in which he never played a full season. He went 15-15. and 15. He did win a Super Bowl as a member of the Broncos, and he collected over $41 million in his career. Um, so he is wanted for robbery in both denver and houston <laughs> i mean it's not as it's not as bad as like bobby benia robbery but it's pretty bad this is true you know this is one of those things where they tried to trade him to the browns and at the time that they tried to trade him the browns are like now nah, now nah, we're good <laughs> you know what i mean like what do you say about this guy should he have just taken the cheaper contract and stayed with denver do you think things would have been differently for him he mean he made he he's obviously happy i would believe so I would imagine so. I mean, right? Made forty-one million dollars. Chev, anything you want to add to Brock Osweiler retiring? A good riddance, maybe. No, nah, I don't have nothing to say. Go get your money, big man. Go get your money. Yeah, there you go. And maybe he'll be on uh, TV or something like that. I don't know. You never know. I mean, Mark Sanchez is doing better at that than. And, and Ryan Leaf is also. Is he on TV? Yeah, he's he's an analyst. Who does he do that for? It's one of the major networks, either Fox or HBN, one of the two. Really? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I, I missed that somehow. I, I got to be honest. I don't watch as much as I I used to, so what are you going to do? Um, okay, moving on. You guys want to do another question? Sure. Okay. Uh, I'm going to apologize if I say this wrong, but I believe it is Mikhail McCowan, and he's at Mikhail MCC, Mikhail spelled M-I-K-A-E-L. And, Neil, I'm glad you're on. You could help out with this one, too. I've been stuck in the middle of a 16-team IDP league for a few years. Now I'm tearing it down. And he sold David Johnson and Mark Ingram for high high profits. Didn't exactly get into what he got for him. But he said it feels liberating. Your thoughts on rebuild strategy would be interesting. So keeping in mind, 16-team IDP, uh, the waiver wire is going to be pretty barren. So, uh, Neil, in an IDP league, what could he do to help rebuild? Give it, I say it down. Give it the, the high stock guys like David Johnson. They get, I mean, they're obviously high right now. And I would get rid of them. Get you to the, the young linebackers. I'm sure you can get rid of, like, say, David Johnson for one of the new Devin White or Devin Bush. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, start off the because um most IDP leagues, your know, linebackers are scoring just as much as if not more than the running backs. I mean, outside of CMC, and also like the top three or four safeties, you want to get those two. You got to lock one of those young guys up also. I throw with James. He would. I would still go after him, even though he's hurt. I would still stockpile him. I just it's. I mean, get rid of the guys that are questionable. We have Dave, like David Johnson. The stockpile the gun linebackers and safeties. Yes, yeah, so I agree with what you're saying too. Get rid of these big name guys. You know, you don't necessarily need uh, Leighton Van Der Esch or Roquan Smith at linebacker. To oh have no, productive linebacker play. So. It's like Tom. It's like Thomas Davis. Like he's he's serviceable. If you have like three or four of those guys, you're set. Yeah, exactly. Um, scour the waiver wire. Look for guys that might be hanging out there yet. Um, on one of the back row IDP primers, Barker talked about uh, Taco Charlton. The guy's right. young. He's had a sack every week since he's been a Dolphin. 
they're going to be on defense a lot. You want guys like that, you know, and especially in IDP, you know, when you're talking about standard fantasy or dynasty, you want good players on a good offense. An IDP, you want good players on a bad defense that's on the field all yep. the time. That's how you get your points. And good, um, linebacker. good linebackers and, uh, yeah. are good safeties. That's how you get your points. Ben, my league record, we have a guy who's won multiple championships in there, but he, he always focuses on the high-end linebackers and defense, right. and that wins the games. Exactly. So – that's the defensive side of the ball. Chef, what kind of moves do you think that uh, we could be made here to help our, our listener out? What, what kind of offense? Is there anybody that you think would be a good person to get young, get now, that could possibly grow with your team? I mean, if you can go out and get Juju, I mean, he's 22 years old. I mean, I know he's in a tough spot right now, so he might be cheap. It, the cheapest he might be might be uh, for the next couple of years. Um uh, I mean, David Montgomery, too. I think he's still got a lot of potential, even though he's struggling at the moment. I think he's a guy that you can go get for pretty cheap as well. I mean, he's a young back. Um, going, I mean, there's a bunch of guys you can go get, but those are two guys that really come to my mind that are decently young that are still trying to kind of get their way in the NFL. I mean, Juju's done it for two or three years now. I think he started when he was like 19 years old, so... Um, he's, he's getting that experience at a young age. I mean, for wide receivers, you can go all the way 30 something years old and still be productive. So, I mean, if you can get that production all the way through Juju for another 10 years, I mean, it's definitely worth it. So another aspect to look at too, is if you're, if you're going to tear it down and rebuild, now's the time to look at up and comers on bad teams, guys like Terry McLaurin, mm-hmm. uh, Darius Slayton. And then on the other side of the ball, a guy like Ryan Connolly can be bought cheap linebacker for the giants. He tore his ACL. So, I'm sure guys are going to be willing to want to move on from them. And uh, as an Eagles fan, they did release Zach Brown. Nate Jerry's going to slide into a starting spot. He could be a good guy to have. But behind Nigel Bradham, who's been banged up, it looks like TJ Edwards is going to be getting some more playing time. Bradham's getting older. His contract's going to be coming up. Um, TJ Edwards did play at Wisconsin, so it's not like he was against bad competition. He just wasn't drafted. He's not the fastest guy. But he's been doing everything that the coaching staff has asked him to do. So, you know, Take the time. Look for these young guys that have a shot that you could stash for a little bit. So good luck on the rebuild. Let us know how you do. Uh, Back to some news. And speaking of the Giants, looks like Saquon and Evan Ingram, they're going to be practicing in full, and they're going to be playing this week. So um, there was that big scare with Saquon possibly sitting out for, I believe, up to, they say 8 to 10. Neil, do you remember what they said? I believe so. That sounds about right. Okay, well, apparently he's bionic or something. Yeah, the dude's a freak. I mean, seriously, he's back already. Um, But who is not back? Sterling Shepard is going to be out this week uh, with that concussion. He's also uncertain for next week. So, uh, again, Darius Slayton, buy him right now before the next game. Um, Or hopefully Golden Tate has a big game and he's kind of overshadowed. So he's kind of trending up a little bit. But we'll see. You know how it's going to go with um, with Shepard out. Tate's going to be there. Slayton's going to be there. And Evan Ingram's back. He's going to be taking some targets too. Um, it's a tough break for the Giants. I'm just happy that Jones actually gets to play a game with Barkley. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Okay, so let's see. You know who doesn't get to play this week? Alvin Kamara and Jared Cook. And the Kamara one hurts me. I have him in a lot of spots. Um, so... Get on that waiver wire. You know, he's he's out. That's tough. I mean, Latavius Murray's fine. He's a solid NFL player. He's serviceable. 
I don't know what to think about him for fantasy. I picked him up off the waiver wires in a couple of redraft leagues where I have Kamara. So if I get 10 or 11 out of Latavius Murray, you think that's that's a decent fill-in week, right? Yeah, I think 11 may be actually high for him. I mean, I understand Bears are like, they, they don't have Hicks right now, but still they don't give up much in the running game. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that we could hope for is, hey, Murray's played against the Bears when he was with the Vikings. Right. Yeah, maybe something. I mean, we do have a Bears fan in the house. How are you feeling, Chev? Yeah, I wouldn't bet on it. Ten, ten, <laughs> ten's the highest you can get from him. Don't worry about that. Maybe like three. We're looking at I'll, three. I'll take ten because oh. I didn't. I didn't play Royce Freeman this week. Oh. Yeah. Well, I figured it would get out of hand early, and they wouldn't use him. Mm-hmm. So I left him on the bench, and then Friday I find out that Kamara's out. Mm. So. That's thanks. Tough. Yeah, it is tough, and you know maybe Kamara's on my list. Uh oh. He's not. I like Alvin Kamara. He's a, he's, he seems all right. I wish he was an eagle, to be honest with you. Um, they could have had him, but you know, what are you going to do? So, All right. More listener questions. That's what we're going to do. So um, let's go to the second part of Matt Bruning's question. The first part, actually. What do you guys think about trading for O.J. Howard? I'm staying away. <laughs> I, I'm I'm yeah. just not getting in that situation. I don't even want to be part of that. I mean, he's great, great young player, but I'm I'm staying away. And and the system that they have, where they're throwing the ball a million times, you think it, he'd have better production? So I don't see it changing unless the coaching staff changes. Well, they're too busy throwing it to the other team. Is part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's definitely true too. Yeah, I mean, is, is Jameis ever going to figure it out, or is the was the Panthers' defense? Are they that good? Allegedly, they are, but I mean, Winston's that bad sometimes too. This is true. I mean, he's just so spotty. Um, for me personally, I'm staying away from OJ Howard. I know this would probably be a good time to buy low, but at the same point in time, let's say you give up a 2022nd for OJ Howard, just in theory. With the way that this draft class is, that could be a starting wide receiver, tight end, or running back. And OJ Howard could just be a guy. You know what I mean? He could be nothing special. So I agree with you guys. I'm staying away from O.J. Howard. It's yeah. sad that he still like may require a like a first-round pick some places. And who's going to do that? I'm not. Just because of the tight end landscape. Yeah, it is atrocious, as they say. <laughs> I mean, but <laughs> it, it proves it, though. You can find an Asa Hooper on the waiver wire, though, or, yeah. or you can draft him late, you know? so or, or Dawson Knox, boys, Dawson Knox. Yeah, I mean, Waller, too. I mean, they, yeah. there's just guys that you can pick up. You just got to do your homework or listen to our podcast or listen to Dynasty Nerds, whoever you want to listen to. I mean, you just got to find the right group you want to listen to, and you can find these guys that are diamonds in the rough, you know? Yeah, speaking of which, I need Dawson Knox to start balling out because I got him in my um, my home league, and you know I had Herndon, and that whole situation's just been screwing me. So, well, you know. they had the Dolphins this week, and Josh Allen's back, so we should be good to go then. Hopefully, yeah. let's let's go, Dawson, ball out for me, buddy. <laughs> um, let's stick with the AFC East. This question's kind of uh, laced with that Dynasty Tools. My boy Shaq Nato, he has a great podcast, by the way, and it's called dynasty tools um him and his co-host jim they kind of have a different they have a different way of looking at things and i really respect and appreciate this podcast because you know you hear podcasts and a lot of times admittedly we say the same things everybody else says all of us are guilty of it neil i think you can attest to that um except for arms he's just on a different planet completely (laughs) Um, but the way that they break things down and they look at it 
it really kind of makes me step back and go, okay, yeah, I, I never thought of it that way. So uh, definitely go give Dynasty Tools um, a listen. They come highly recommended. But they want to know, uh, Bill Belichick has a history of getting out a year early on players to avoid being a year late. Who are you bailing on now in anticipation of an impending value cliff? Um, Neil, do you have anybody that comes off the top of your head? You could think about this one. I mean, I spoke at, I spoke about him so much already, but it's like David Johnson. Okay. He's he's about done. Chase Edmonds can go ahead and just come in, assume that role. He's a good as is. That's my that's the guy I would be happy to get rid of right now. Do you think? Do you think it's just? He's lost it, or do you think it's just that air raid system that they run? Well, it's part. It's partly that. I mean, he's getting his receptions, but he can't run with the damn. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all Edmonds to me. And their line's not that great either. But at no, the same no. Point, when Chase gets a chance, he looks pretty good behind the same offensive line. Exactly. So I, I completely agree with that one. Chev, what about you? What are your thoughts on this one? Oh man, I just blame. oh Travis Kelsey is possibly a guy that you can possibly get out from under. I mean, he's really? an older. Yeah, I mean, he's an older tight end. Um, I mean, he's got Mahomes as quarterback, but, I mean, he's a guy that's getting older. Uh, he could possibly go out and trade for a guy like Austin Hooper maybe. Um, I don't know. There, I just I just got a really bad feeling about uh, Kelsey. I mean, he hasn't produced too much this season either. So um, I definitely love Kelsey, but I'm, I'm scared for his future in the next upcoming seasons. So, see, I actually like the way you think here. And if you're, let's say you're a contender making a run. Mm-hmm. You get out from Kelsey. You could sell Kelsey – for maybe a guy like Hooper, Hooper plus a lot for Kelsey, I think, just because of Hooper's name. What about if somebody came to you and said, Chef, look, man, I'm trying to make a run here. I'll do Evan Ingram in a second for Travis Kelsey. Are you taking that deal? I mean, it's definitely tempting for sure. I mean, I'm I, I'm actually a Kelsey owner, and but I have a contending team, so it's a little different. Uh, but, I mean, Evan Ingram, he's a guy, if he can stay on the field and stay healthy, he could be a guy that's very productive. I mean, that second-round pick, wherever it's going to land, if it's early, I mean, that could be a great pick, and they could sh- strike you a good running back or a good wide receiver. So uh, it would definitely give me some thought. Um, I'm not 100% sure if I'd pull the trigger on it, uh, but I'm, I'm leaning towards yes. Okay. All right. I like it. Uh, for me, I'm going to try to sell Marlon Mack. He doesn't really do anything in the receiving game too much. And I really think – I know that the Colts offense is fine with Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines. But with a less-than-stud quarterback, they could be looking to upgrade at that position. You know, that's definitely going to make their offense more dynamic. Um, that being said, I'm also selling Melvin Gordon. Um He's lucky he came back because it's one of those things where if he would have sat the whole year out, he could be a guy that just because of this draft class could be out of work. Um, He's been banged up a little bit throughout his career, so I'm getting out on him, and we don't know where he's going to be next year, so that could be a little scary. Um, Okay, so that was a good one, though. Selling some studs here. Um, Last piece of news that I have written down, Josh Gordon is ruled out from Monday. Neil, I mean, you got to be bumming, man. Neil is a is a uh, Patriots fan. I just want to let everybody know. Um, so how, how are they going to, you know, they're going to match up against the Jets without Josh Gordon. It's going to be um, Jacoby Myers this day. <laughs> I, I think so. And do they have anybody worth starting a tight end in New England? They have me. I'm going to start. <laughs> we got me and maybe Otto from, from the Simpsons. See, I was told you were more of a blocking tight end, Neil. So... <laughs> 
That's very true. I I take us some space. Well, I mean, they got what? Uh, They re-signed Watson, right? Did they? They did. Yeah, they did. And they got Lacoste, but he's been banged up. So, and they got uh, what is it? Rizzo, Izzo. Izzo's their best guy right now. Yeah, I mean, you think Gronk comes back? I'm actually early in the year. I didn't see it happen, but I also see it coming now. You think so? I really, I have a feeling. Yeah. But he's gotten a lot smaller, too, though. He has, yeah. Chef, you think Gronk comes back? I can almost hear Stone Cold Steve Austin's music playing and Gronk chugging two beers in the background, walking out to the Patriots field right now. I mean, <laughs> it just seems like it's a possibility still, even though the speculation, he's like, oh, no, maybe, maybe not. I don't know yet. He just took a gig with Fox. I think it was Fox, maybe. I don't know. With yeah, somebody. Yeah. Yeah, because he was uh, talking on the the one Thursday night game where they, they beat up on the Giants. Although the Giants definitely kept that game interesting for the first mm-hmm. half, at least. So hats off to them. So, hey, uh, let's see what Gronk does. What's up, Neil? I said I think the Jets game actually scares me. He's, I don't know why. I'm actually scared for it. I don't know why. Well, who do they play next week then? Well, it's Pats and Jets. Then You think it could be a trap game? I, I really do. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Well, look at uh, Wisconsin losing to Illinois today. Yeah, love it. You know, I I love it too. I always cheer for the underdog, except I'm cheering for Penn State to beat Michigan right now because I'm a Penn State fan. But um, okay, so moving on, and let's go to oh, good friend of the show, Ray Garvin. He's at Ray GQ, which is G Q U E. He does the Destination Devi podcast. So if you're into Devi, uh, like America's Sweetheart, Garrett, definitely check out the DDP podcast. Garrett was actually a, a guest last week. So um, that was a really good episode, too. Check that out. And he wants to know, MVS, Geronimo, and Jimmy Graham have all been pretty ineffective. Truth to that. Um, mm-hmm. Any chance Alan Lazard builds on that nice game versus the Lions and carves out a meaningful role behind Adams when he's healthy, meaning when Devontae Adams comes back? Um, first of all, I want to call him Lizard Man because with that last name, yeah, you kind of have to. <laughs> um, I think it's definitely a possibility. I mean, like like Ray said in the question, these guys have done absolutely nothing, and I've been a big Geronimo Allison truther. Um, and he's basically proven me wrong. Him and Dante Pettis both. Like, seriously. Uh, so, Chev, what do you think? Uh, you think Lazard? Or I, there was a lot of preseason hype about Jake Kumaro, too. So, what do you what do you think? that This this wide receiver core in Green Bay is kind of weird right now. Yeah, I think you definitely don't know what, what you want to grab. I mean, you got all these guys there. They're supposed to be the guy. And nothing is going on. I mean, Adams hasn't done anything. He's been injured most of the season. It just seems like nobody's just grabbed the bull by the horn and taking over that uh, wide receiver core. Um, but I mean, I mean, watching Lazard at uh, where did he play? He played in the Big Twelve. He played at I don't know. I can't remember. Cyclones, Iowa State. I yep. mean, he he did amazing things there. Uh, watching him, I mean, he's a big wide receiver that can definitely go up and get the uh, the high balls. Uh, definitely go in the red zone as well too. So, I mean, he's a guy that could possibly come in and uh, do big things in this offense, but it's just going to depend on who they want that week. I feel like it's it's a week to week thing with that wide receiver core. I mean, um, but I mean, he definitely has a shot to come in and do something. I mean, Rogers likes him for one thing, and I'm sick of the other guys. Uh, they haven't done nothing. I get tired of the MVS talk. He, right. He's trash too. You know what I mean, he's had that one big game, and I'm just over it. Yeah. It, it, 
I don't know who I want on that team. I mean, Rodgers in redraft. I don't really want him in dynasty. And uh, Devontae Adams, that's pretty much it. And Blake Martinez. On oh, the yeah. It, yeah. But, I mean, other than that, you never know who's going to get the ball. Um, Aaron Jones looks great, and then they don't play him hardly the next week because he loses a fumble. It's like, oh, all right, I get it, but you know what I mean? And then Jamal Williams is in there. It. It's a mess in Green Bay. So um, to answer your question, Ray, I think it's definitely a possibility. Him or Kumro. Let's see what happens this week. Um, okay, so where are we at? Oh, okay, this is JC, and he's at Saquanda Forever. And he's got like a six-part question, but that's all right. We're going to we're gonna get through it here. Um, he wants to know, is DJ Chark going to be the real deal when Foles is back at quarterback? And then he wants to know, Shark over McLaurin. So let's answer this first um, part one, possibly, and part two, McLaurin still for me. What do you guys think? I mean, um, Chark's numbers are kind of skewed because he had that one really big game. But then again, like McLaurin's been a little more consistent so far when he has been on the field. Right. So I, I would definitely go Terry still. Yeah, and Chef, DJ Chark really only played with Gardner Minshew so far, whereas McLaurin has played with three different quarterbacks now. He's still been putting up pretty consistent numbers. So if somebody, if you have Chark on your team, they're like, dude, I'll give you Tyreek Hill for him. Why not? Would you take that trade? Yeah, I'm probably going to stick with Tyreek Hill on that one. I mean, DJ Chark, he's a young guy. He doesn't have all the the background stuff that's going on uh, with the domestic violence and stuff like that. Uh, But I think think we need to relax on Chark a little bit. I think he's at like wide receiver six or something right now. I'm yeah. not sure how sustainable that's going to be for the rest of the season. Uh, it's been a really weird year for wide receivers, honestly. I mean, you got a bunch of guys that were in the, the top 12 last season that aren't even on the list. Um, so, I mean, there's a bunch of young guys on there right now, but I, I'm, I'm guessing a lot of them will not be on there um, at the end of the season. But, I mean, I don't see Foles coming back and taking over that position if Menchu keeps balling out, but I could be wrong. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, that that's kind of an interesting one. I mean, I mean, they passed out some uh, mustaches for him last game. I don't know how they go back and say, oh, Nick Foles, we actually want you. I mean, <laughs> come on. I mean, it's one of those things like, they, yeah, they paid him a lot of money, but I, I paid a lot of money for my Chevy, and I drive the Mercury I got for free to keep the miles off of it. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Mitch has got to beat a tough defense first before I'm sold. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he did lead college football in passing last year, so – it's got to count for something, right? <laughs> I mean, back in the day, Hawaii did it all the time. Texas Tech did, and that doesn't mean anything to me. This is this is true, <laughs> and it, it is an air raid offense. So. Yeah. Um, okay, so next part of his question, JC wants to know, can we trust Hunter Henry to stay healthy? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you can't trust him, but you still might have to stash him or actually want him once again because of the landscape. I, I'm gonna I'm going to sell him. If somebody said to you, I'll trade you Herndon and a third for Hunter Henry, I'll take it. Nah. Well, look what t- uh, look what team he's on. He's going to be injured. That's what happens on that team. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, Chev. You <laughs> could disagree with me, but the guy, he, he's so explosive and he has so much talent, but he can't stay healthy. He just can't until he proves it to me for more than six games at a time. You know? No, yeah. I mean, I definitely agree. I definitely am I'm there with you. He's definitely got to show me he can stay healthy. But, I mean, when the dude is out there, I mean, he's a baller. I mean, 
he is my Austin Hooper to what Garrett is to like loves Austin Hooper. I love Hunter Henry, so I mean, Whoa. um, I, I mean, I'm I'm gonna roll out Hunter Henry until he gets hurt again. I mean, that's just me though. All right, so you so. get two more quarters of Hunter Henry. Yep, it's fine by me. <laughs> Let's roll, baby. <laughs> hey, you never know though. In, in all fairness, he is the type of talent that two quarters could possibly be double digits. Mm-hmm. So and. I don't think I'm a Hunter Henry hater. I just no, the yeah. best ability is availability. So oh, yeah. that is one thing to remember. Okay, and, so and that's why Philip Rivers doesn't have that luxury of having. Yeah, yeah. His, his availability is <laughs> at the hospital having kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he could start his own football team pretty soon. Um, next part is Julio still a top ten dynasty wide receiver? Um, and this is kind of a you know. Chev, you touched on this before. DJ Chark is in the top 10. He's wide receiver six or whatever on the season. It's just weird. Like, it, it's such a fluky season. Mm-hmm. So, I think in theory, yes. But the reality of this 2019 football season is mm. saying no otherwise. Um, but what do you guys think? It, can you play off if you want to move Julio? You know, hey, he's still a top 10 dynasty wide receiver. I won't get rid of him. You wouldn't get. You wouldn't get. I mean, regardless of what the stats say, he's he's legitimately like still top five. Yeah. Same way with Hopkins. I just can't do it. Hopkins is gonna. He's gonna fix it. He's gonna be fine. right. You know, Will Fuller. Everyone's on him. He had one big game, and this is what Will Fuller does. Get injured also. This is true. And look, they <laughs> they even brought in Kenny Stills because he was hurt, and then he got hurt too. <laughs> so, Kenny Stills, man, that guy drives me insane. Chev, you're holding. Julio? Yeah, I'm definitely holding on to Julio. I think he's definitely got a lot of bigger and better games coming ahead of him. I mean, like you said, there's just been so many wide receivers. I mean, Stephon Diggs has been weird, and Adam Thielen's been weird. OBJ hasn't done anything, which we all thought he would do a lot better with Baker Mayfield, but we're, yeah. we're, we're looking to see it's not true right now. Like, there's a lot of things that they need to build. They need to build a lot more chemistry, and that offense has just looked uh, pretty terrible, to say the least, I think. I mean, this has been a, a big upset. Uh, I mean, there's just so many wide receivers. Hopkins, I mean, there's so many guys that can turn it around in a heartbeat and just absolutely tear it up for the rest of the season. I'm not saying DJ Shark can't, but, I mean, I'm, I'm still hanging on to Julio. I think he's still got better days ahead of him. Yeah, you know, and touching on what you said, the, the Browns, man, this year. If... <sighs> you can only count on Chubb, man. I mean, it's, it's just been, it's been pretty sad. It... Yeah, Ch- um, Chubb and Garrett, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I well, mean, Miles Garrett, obviously. Yeah, yeah not Garrett Price. <laughs> yeah, I checked because I thought he said Garrett Price. I was like, oh, no, not Garrett well, Price. Well, he, he's still cheering. He's still cheering. <laughs> but, yeah, and, you know, um, Arm said it in the preseason. Hey, don't crown him yet. Mm-hmm. You know, they, and everyone said, oh, man, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. It's like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. I lived through the 2011 Eagles Dream Team. So I know all about hype. You know, I don't want – but here's the thing. I don't want the Browns to be the Browns of old. I want the Browns to be good. But I, I need Baker to stop trying and stop you're trying so hard and stop forcing things. The dude's an amazing quarterback. Just mm-hmm. let the game come to you. Don't force anything. You're better than that, Baker. There's the right. dude needs, I think he needs to check down more instead of just heaving it up all the time also. And, you know, I, and I did talk to Garrett about this too. He doesn't have the best deep ball in the NFL. He sure still tries. Mm-hmm. He do, he does, yeah. And I think maybe that's part of the problem with having a guy like OBJ there. It's like you feel like, I got to get this guy the ball downfield. 
but don't force it. Good things will come. Um, okay, so the last part of JC's question is, will Mike Williams take over as the Chargers wide receiver one? I think not as long as Keenan Allen's there. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely sticking with Keenan Allen here. I mean, Mike Williams is a great player, but I think he's still a wide receiver two on the team uh, right now. So I'm sticking with Keenan, even though Mike Williams has a, a big second half coming to the season. I think he's just been battling so many little tiny injuries this whole year and I mean he's had that back injury forever yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just been tough on him so I definitely think he has a better second half of the season but uh, not wide receiver one on that team okay uh you agree with that one Neil I agree I mean I do like Mike I do like Mike Williams a lot but he's so injury prone yeah he, he's another guy that I I like and it's just frustrating want to see him get right and you know catch another 10 touchdowns for me because I have him in a bunch of spots too mm-hmm. So, okay, so our last one, Vinny, who is my brother-in-law, wants us to assess his team, tell him what he could do better. So I'm just going to go through his team here. I'm going to point out just the main guys. I'm not going to go through every single guy he has on his team. Uh, This is a pretty deep league. It's an IDP league as well. So right now at starting quarterback, he has Rain Prescott. And then uh, we got Sonny Michelle, Joe Mixon, Nuke, Edelman, Kittle, Sanders, Jacobs, um, let's see, he has Khalil Mack, he has Blake Martinez, who he should trade to me, he has Miles Jack, and then on the bench he's got Baker, he's got Lamar Jackson, uh, Peyton Barber, get rid of him, that's what I would do. Devontae Parker could be sold right now for some value, he's doing um, pretty good. Miles Garrett, Clays Campbell, and uh, on IR, he's got Sterling Shepard. In this league, you don't have to be on actual IR. Um, all you need is an out or suspended designation. And Taxi Squad, I actually like a lot of guys on his Taxi Squad. He's got Nick Bosa. Um, he has Devin Bush, TJ Hawkinson, Terry McLaurin, Alexander Madison, and Raquel Armstead. And he has four first-round picks next year and one, two, three second-round picks. Um he just he kind of ran into a little bit of bad luck at the beginning of the season, you know. So he kind of did what they call the productive struggle, um, just trying to you know, lose but also win at the same time. Mm-hmm. Not that he wants to lose, but you know he did sell Zeke, and that's why he has four first round picks. Um, me personally, even though I hate giving people in my league advice, I'd probably try to move Joe Mixon just because that line is so bad. I don't know if or when it's going to get better. And, um, Neil, your thoughts on Sony Michelle? Is he a holder? Should he try to move him? I would still go move him. I've talked at length about the the Patriots running back situation. Yeah. You never know. Like you said earlier, if you can't, t- if you're always like concerned who's going to be carrying the ball the most. It's only bothered having one team. Yeah. Um, one week it's me. One week it's uh, James White catching all the balls, and, and then it's like Brandon Bolton. Then Legarrette Blunt comes back for some reason. He gets all the carries. <laughs> yeah, they just sign him off the street. Like, hey, yeah, get in there. Yeah, and I never trust Patriots running backs. Well, James White, I I, I trust him more than anybody. It seems, it seems like no matter what, he's going to get his. He he always does. Yeah. So he's good. Um, he's got Kittle. And so this is a league of predominantly Eagles fans. He's got Miles Sanders, so he could sell Miles Sanders probably for overvalue, just because you know the knowing your room, so to speak. 
I like Jacobs. Jacobs is going to be a good running back for a long time in the NFL, I think. Um, I'd probably move Khalil Mack just because I'd rather have Roquan. Mm-hmm. Of the two, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure anybody would in, in um, IDP. Yeah. But you know, the, some of the guys in this league, uh, they say, "Well, defense doesn't matter to me." Yeah, well, you're in an IDP league, so it kind of should. But those are the guys that he's in name. You could that's sell. true. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a good team. I I'd say just um, just come up with a draft strategy and, and go for it. Really. It, it just needs some tweaking, really, if you think about it. Um, and also, stop trying to trade me Lamar Jackson and Josh Gordon. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want them. Um, yeah, to be, a, yeah, to be fair, his four draft picks next year, with all those running backs coming out, he's, he's going to be set. Yeah, and he could move. You know, if he doesn't like other pieces on his team, he can move some of these other running backs who are lesser running backs for other pieces. You know, whatever. So, um, just do what you got to do, man. You know what I mean? So, um, Chev, any thoughts on Vinny's team? No, nah, I mean, it sounded like he had a pretty solid team. I mean, Sonny Michelle and Joe Mixon could be guys that you could possibly look to trade, like the, uh, these guys have been saying. I mean, but all those draft picks, I mean, it's definitely looking up. It sounds like he's got a pretty solid defense as well. So, I mean, I, I like the team. And with the draft picks, I mean, it definitely helps. Yeah. All right. Um, so that is pretty much it for listener questions. Official fan, Tyler, um, I have your question, but – he wants to know about guys that are still in college for next year's draft. So we're going to save that for next week for when Garrett gets back. We'll let our uh, resident Devi guy handle that one. How's that sound, Chev? Um, okay, so moving on. Just because Neil's here, we do have a nice rewind fact of the week. Okay. After the AFL-NFL merger, what team did the 1971 Buffalo Bills beat to get their only win of the season? Neil, it's the New England Patriots. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I went back in time for you, buddy. Yeah, those are some bad times. <laughs> yeah, the best, hey, uni- the best uniforms, the bad times. I love those old school uniforms for most of the teams. The only ones I don't like are the Chargers powder blue. Yeah, overrated. Yeah, I, just, I don't like them. I love the Eagles uniforms from that era, though. Uh, with the Kelly Green. And Chev, I think the Bears uniforms are probably exactly the same as they are now, right? <laughs> yeah, they're basically pretty close, yeah. Have they ever really changed their uniform? Like they did the, the one game didn't they have the striped helmets that they almost looked like the Michigan helmets? Yeah, they 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 switched it up for the hundred year anniversary thing or whatever. But I mean, I, I mean, I didn't think they were that bad, but people were kind of ripping them. They said they weren't the greatest, but I, I thought they were decent. Yeah, they were they were terrible. Yeah, it's just different seeing you know the Bears, not wearing their typical uniform. Yeah, it's like it's like. I mean, what other teams? Penn State, don't they usually wear the same uniforms? Forever. Wrong? Yeah, I mean, so, I mean. No, you're you're right. Like, I think their first year, their uniforms are actually pink and brown, which apparently was a big thing back in the 1890s. <laughs> um, and then, like, a couple years after that, or maybe a year or so, they changed to blue and white, and it's been that ever since. They just couldn't figure out how to wash the jerseys, so they were just like, yeah, F it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So uh, before we do the verse of the week, uh, Neil, do you have anything else to add before we get out of here? Uh, not this time. Okay, Chev, you anything else to add before we do the verse? Uh, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to this week. I mean, there's a lot of good games that are going to be out there. Definitely hope the Bears can figure it out and kind of turn the season around. I mean, I'm always going to talk about the Bears. I'm always going to say they're going to win, but I mean, I really want to see them do good in a game, offensively and defensively. 
Yeah, I mean, we got the Cowboys this week. The Eagles do, so. Um, well, what, what do you think about the guarantee? I don't know. That's I mean, stupid. I, yeah, I don't like it. If you're just trying to get riled, people riled up, let the players do that. You know what I mean? Or let the fans rile themselves up. Not a fan. But hopefully Doug puts his money where his mouth is. Personally, I hate these late games, man. I get up at 5 in the morning for work, so. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. not as bad as the basketball games on the West Coast. Yeah. <sighs> and the same thing with hockey, too. Like, yeah. I'll just want to watch a Flyers game. It's like, oh, it starts at 10.30. I'm like, eh, screw it. <laughs> there's 81 other games. I'll watch a different one. But it's like with the NFL, there's only you're only guaranteed to watch your team 16 times a year. Unless you want to watch preseason, but yuck. <laughs> yuck to preseason. Mm-hmm. So, All right, Chev, you want to give us that verse? Yeah, so we're going to be coming out of Philippians 4, 8 today. It's going to be finally... Brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, what is whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I think uh, in a world today we kind of can get down on ourselves and be have these negative thoughts and possibly not think about what is what is right and what is good in the world and what we are doing great. So, I mean, just thinking of whatever is pure, uh, whatever is admirable, I think we can just have a good mindset and have positivity and kind of just push others to be positive as well as kind of a key that uh, we can do to change the world. So, Chev, as always, great message. Uh, Neil, thank you again uh, for joining us. Oh, yeah. uh, so we actually tried to have Neil on last week and – his takes were so hot, he blew up my router. Um, that's why there was no rewind last week. Uh, but, Neil, thank you again. And why don't you tell everybody before we head out where they could find you on Twitter? I am at Back Row Neil. Uh, that may change in the future to the, the crime mentality once we get everything set in stone. Hey, well, def- and you're going to upload this everywhere that podcasts are found? Uh, yes, correct? everywhere. Yes, right. everywhere. Perfect. Um, well, you know Barker's going to definitely be able to help you out. He helped me out so <laughs> yeah. much, so you're good there. There'll be a Facebook page and everything. Let, oh, please cool. let me know when that comes out. Yep. So um, thank you again, everybody, for listening. Please give us a rate and review on iTunes since apparently only anybody cares about iTunes. So uh, hit us up. You can find me on Twitter at dmbauer 85 and the show at Dynasty Rewind. Chev, where can we find you? You can find me at Chev Boyardee, boy with an I. All right, everybody. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>